let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the news made us do this podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. It's sad. Hey. So sad. Hmm. It's a sad, sad situation when sorry seems to be the hardest word. Bro, <laughs> can I just say, yeah, you killed that, bro. You killed that. <laughs> love, my brother. Love, 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 love. What was the fam? Kind of, what was it about? What was bro, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Bro, just answer me this question. Why is it that we can't get elected officials, democratically elected officials, to apologize for when they've done a wrong, not only to us, the British people, but to, 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 to the, to the, the sanctity which we call democracy in this country, fam. Honestly, it's wild, bro. Even to the whole public, they're telling, again, when they're apologizing, telling lies, scrupulous. Like, bro, do you know, don't you think it's mad weird here that we just accept that politicians are like good liars or like, or like, like, you know, lie like a politician or, or like a a, a politician answer and all that kind of stuff. I think that stuff is bullshit, you know, like that is just, it's us coddling and us accepting bullshit and us accepting like less than what we should be, than what we deserve, bro. It's mad. It's so mad. And like, you know, like me, that that reference to uh, whole tight Elton John and um, who did who did who did that song with? Because Elton John did the original. I can't remember who did the remix with. But fucking um, yeah, bro. Like the prime minister of this country has come out and give us some media apology, bro. The mediest of apologies for hosting not one, not two, but several several parties, lockdown raves, holding hosting several lockdown raves in the House of the Commons, during a time where we were all told we can't see our families. If your family member's dead, you can't go see them. You can't go to the funeral. If you go to the funeral, you can't st- sit next to or stand next to another member of, a member of your family. <laughs> and then people people obviously ate this up and followed this. Yet these men were having raves in the garden, garden parties, living it up. Shisha. Cocktails. Bro. Like, bro. Vape pens. It's mad. Flavored vape pen. pens. Flavoured. Flavor vape pens. Balloons, everything. Watermelon flavored vape pens. Ah. Bro, I don't know. It's like, bruv, it is a madness. Like, it's a madness. And then he came, brazen, came, front of the House of Commons, say, I want to apologize because it, it, even though I did not know it was a party, I did go, like, bro, come on, man. Like, we're just like. No. I did not know the party in your own house. <laughs> bro, in your own house. Bro. <laughs> Literally, because he lives upstairs. He yeah. lives upstairs. He lives there. He, he lives, lives upstairs, there. bro. It's literally like there's a rave in my garden right now, and I'm and I I I, I, I turned you told me right. There was a rave yard last night. I was like, no, 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 no rave. Oh yeah, that thing downstairs. I just went there for like ten minutes. Oh, but it was in your garden. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But bruv, come on, man. Yeah, you know I mean, come on, man. A rave like what? What? Um, 
the point you made earlier on about how it's strange and bizarre how we just like naturally accept lie like a politician's phrases like this naturally accept our elected officials our talented liars i don't think it's a natural acceptance what i think it is actually is an acceptance via propaganda i reckon mm. that like even in the past without where we weren't on twitter as much you couldn't necessarily see all of these personal announcements these the personal truths and the, the kind of gossip i guess that's going on mm. within the, these kind of like spaces that we that the public aren't privy to you know mm. you're also not privy to getting that type of information are um journalists mm-hmm. people that have private interest and the pressure mm-hmm. group, you know mm-hmm. like the public wouldn't necessarily be able to see an mp like zara sultana's thoughts of her on the way to parliament to pmqs to question boris and hold him to account we wouldn't naturally be able to see those forms of insight so through that limited access to the reality of what's going on yeah on the ground we've we've like we've been colluded to accepting our politicians as liars you know mm-hmm. where where it's been the, the <clears throat> narrative through the public media that 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 kind of reports on politics and on why these politicians are making these decisions and on and the, you know our tool for getting policy accepted throughout the nation <clears throat> prior to them even being implemented that's what the media does mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we've we've not actually had the chance to really transparently see the media up until 10 years ago i'd say mm. and then 10 years later the transparency of it is so profound and and mad that we're even seeing mainstream media choosing to black out now we're actually seeing the realities of them black out and ignore such heinous actions being taken by these political representatives of ours like the editor of the sun was at the latest party that took place a day before the funeral of of prince philip therefore mm-hmm. they chose not to report at all about the party <laughs> due to the fact that the deputy editor was uh, in attendance so they choose to literally uh, a paper that um you know service people nationally has chosen to opt out of some of the most important pieces of news right now in terms of the the individual freedoms of and the interests of the people of Britain and then you can see just how far it must go mm. yeah. Twitter, we wouldn't have even been able to make this comparison of the news being in a blackout but wow like a, a party they're, they're moving mad like all I can think of when I think of Tories now is party after party Patty, Patty, after Patty. Facts, facts, bro. I know, but I want to go back to what you said in regards to the prince um, having a rave after the before the Prince Philip funeral. And for me, that must be that. I, I genuinely believe that's going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. In regards to not necessarily like people like us who are fed up and have been fed up for the government for years, but for those middle middle uh in america they say middle america like middle england or middle uk people who are you know docile and who 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 believe the government can do no wrong or when the government does do wrong they just be like oh i don't care about that i just want them to get on with it and make our country great it's been 10 years almost 12 12 years the country's not great so i don't know what it is that you are actually waiting for so now they disrespected your queen your queen they've disrespected your queen and had a rave 
literally the night before she was meant to go to the funeral of her husband of 70 plus years what in in some socially distant funeral i think it was her and uh her prince charles and i don't know whoever else but it was like it was it wasn't the the kind of funeral one would expect from a monarch of this country particularly a long-standing monarch like prince yeah. Philip. obviously like that was it, it was <laughs> what's that sorry there's no big send-off for him no bro there's no big send-off and i'm sure that her, and i'm sure i'm sure the government will probably really thinking oh how can we like like have a big send-off and say that oh you know this is obviously this is exempt of the rules but they couldn't because the whole country had to make sacrifices including our monarchy so you know for them to then for then our the democratically elected uh affair to not to not make sacrifices and have you know lockdown raves especially a day before like bro like whatever i, resp- I think about the monarchy or not like rah, like it would have been it would have been respectful and classy to not have a rave that day like you know maybe that day like like you're the prime minister of the country you could have told everyone like yo cool it like like let's show respect but clearly these people don't respect no one and that kind of shows and i'm kind of pleased to see that like, cool not only that they don't respect um uh the many they also don't respect the uh, uh queen elizabeth and and her and her hubby mm-hmm. so i don't know bro it's um it's it's it, 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 it's it's mad it's very very mad you know what yeah it's it's just really mad because even at the time we had like conservative supporters conservative champions we had the party of the conservatives begging and pleading and blaming blaming the bame community blaming them for lack of social distancing a cause of not following the restrictions which is why you know this covid seems to be spreading so much you know leading the BAME community as a leading figure in ignoring the rules that were set and, and spreading COVID, when really it was our highest officials doing that. And for mm-hmm. me, what makes me even sicker, yeah, is when you think that some of these people are part of the communities that they were laying responsibility on when they all knew that they were the sole proprietors of breaking these rules. They were the sole people responsible for breaking these rules, for laying on these rules that they clearly couldn't follow or bear or stand to follow. And and mm-hmm. it's more than just a double standard. Now at this point, it's a form a full form of cronyism. And the reason I believe that they're able to get away with this so frivolously is because of the right wing members of the Labour Party. Hadn't mm-hmm. they been there, the Labour Party would look very different, very, very different. But because of the full infiltration of the right wing into the Labour Party, who is more likely to do that? Why? Because they are focused on the interest of the private equity. They are focused on ensuring they receive their second checks. Like Keith, what's his actual real name now? Keep forgetting. Keith. Um, what, what's his name? Keith Stammer. Keir Stammer, sorry. Oh, Keir Stammer. Keir Stammer. Yeah. Keir Stammer he, he is a receiver of a salary from a second job. He is a full champion of an individual that is serving, serving the public as, as the leader of the Labour Party, who is funded not just by the taxpayer, but also by the members, the, the members of the Labour Party. He has a second job. He has a second job and he doesn't want to not have a second job. So he's, he's, his true boss is his second boss. That's paying mm-hmm. him based on his performance, not paying him based on representing us. So he has recognised that to curtail the impact 
of those who have put him in power through representation, he's limited their voting rights. He's limited the way in which leadership is decided in the Labour Party. He's gone against a lot of the promises he made to the members of the Labour Party. And he's also pretty much like, um, yeah, ensured that a lot of member, um, Labour Party members have dejected the Labour Party and left them disenfranchised. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, the corruption is much more deep on it. And I'm glad that these British judges have started to um, take direct action in the form of ruling the VIP lane treatment and those who receive the um, VIP, lane, VIP lane support in order to pretty much get these government contracts for the PPE have been found mm. to be illegal and unlawful. Mm. Over £100 million of taxpayer money has been used illegally to give to, to friends by the Tory party. Legally, now it's illegal. They've actually done that. It's not an accusation. It's not <clears throat> they have fully done, they have fully committed that, that, that crime. And it will mm -hmm. be, and, and like, <clears throat> and, Boy, what, what, what more is there to say, you know? Well, this is an interesting one, bro. Like, you know, when this whole pandemic started, then things like 200 million was going to this person to produce uh, masks and 300 million was going to this person to give this and all this kind of stuff. Like, it was, it was, it was, I think, very clear to a lot of people that were like, this money is going very fast to companies never heard, never heard of. And then we looked deeper into it. We discovered, oh, this company got set up two months ago or three months ago. And then we looked deeper into it. The CEO, the head of the company, is a next door neighbor of 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 um of the the Chancellor Shekhar or the health secretary or something. And then we looked deep into it. It's like then the Chancellor Shekhar got is also a board member of this company. And it's like, right, like they're doing this in plain sight, plain sight. So now that the was it the house is it the house of lords or the um who who actually said that the VIP lanes were illegal? Um, a high court judge. The high court judge. Uh, cool. High court judge said it. Now, cool. That's 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 been been put in place. Now, what's next? Surely now we have to see some prosecutions, or we have to see some fines given, or you know we have to see some public like public flogging of the people that just threw this money at these like baby companies and just said, yeah, 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 these are the pe best people to do this. These are the best people to do that. And then it's, it's come to light that some of the, for example, the PPE that was given to the NHS in the beginning of the pandemic was inferior, inferior, bro. And this is that, what, the ninth richest, sixth richest country in the world? And we're giving out flimsy PPE to our frontline staff, most of who are BAME. I hate who, the word BAME. Who are dying. Who are black and brown people. Who, who were dying, dying, were dying. Right? And, and now you really, really, they, they, they should be gone to prison because these people are dying. I haven't, I haven't had to rely on inferior protection. They basically weren't protected on the front line. They were being masqueraded as mm -hmm. a being protected. And the truth be told, like a fine imprisonment isn't even enough. There needs to be new anti-corruption policy. We mm -hmm. need to see people take a step, like people start to voice that this mustn't happen again. We must prevent this from taking place in the future.
like, like, like it is detrimental to society and the future of society if we allow this blatant corrupt behavior to thrive in, in like at the end of the day and for for that to happen not to happen again there needs to be direct action taken against it as opposed to like any sort of soft treatment like like and my whole thing is like it seems like boris is being charged with punishing and investigating himself mm-hmm. like like how mad is that i didn't know that the uk system was that that like that openly corrupt at least he's showing us just how openly corrupt it is like like wow like like have they been doing this for how long have they been doing this for you know this is what people get into politics this is what they say people get into politics for if we're gonna get rich get into politics you know and this is and this is literally and these men are making uh generational wealth in their 10 years 10 12 years in in uh power like, you know, they're really making sure they're getting to the bag. They're making sure their friends are getting to the bag and their families getting to the bag. So, like, I think none of us should be surprised or shocked that this is happening. I think the pandemic is, bro, like, if anyone has watched Game of Thrones and you know that the key character of Game of Thrones is a character called Littlefinger, and he says the saying, and it's this is true of the pandemic, chaos is a ladder. And this chaos has been prime and perfect for some Tory MPs, Tory donors, uh, Tory peers, like this has been perfect for them. They're all getting their bag. And once it's, all, once it's all done, they're just gonna sweep all under the rug and there's gonna be another thing that we're gonna talk about. It might be Brexit might come up up again in some sort, some sort, ah, some way, shape or form. Or immigrants. Oh, there's been a, an influx of immigrants during the COVID-19 pandemic and we must tackle it. That's what's gonna happen. And then let's, let's move on to the next story and then all the papers are gonna follow it as well. It's a cycle, bro. It's a simulation. Like the matrix is real, bro. It really is. And I don't wanna sound like one of them guys like, oh, do do do. I'm not even an anarchist or nothing like that. I actually do believe in some form of political order and democracy and stuff but what the tory government have been doing over the last 12 years has shown that like bruh like it they're just they're literally making policies for a select few in society bruv as far as i'm said grenfell is one of the most heinous corporate manslaughter slash political aided crimes to ever happen in the history of this country yet yeah yeah you know it's it's like we it's, it's almost being brushed under the rug in almost some, some way shape or form brushed under the rug and rubbed in the face of the of of of, of yeah of the victims essentially they've overwhelmed the victims by rubbing so much so much in their face to almost discourage that that relentless campaign to get some sort of retribution for the for for Glenfell. like like they've just released the um, images of Big Ben's refurbishment and the kind of like the opulence, the wealth, the amount of money, the amount of, that of bands that have been spent on making that Big Ben icy, yeah, that oh, have, Big Ben is dripping, bro. Big Ben is dripping in ice, like. London is wet and it ain't because of the rain, you know? And at the end of the day, that act itself is as just as disrespectful as them having not rehoused these victims of Grenfell, them not having probably accounted for the amount of victims that were that that their life that 
their lives were lost during the Grenfell incident. And just going back to remembering the um, the case for pursuing some sort of retribution and how many people pointing fingers and how the government were pretty much supporting initially Theresa May was taking a stand of yeah we're upset about these deaths however like these the, the like they didn't want to persecute the um the the owners of the building essentially for Cladden as they realized that many of their own personal property investments had similar installations as well so it was it's just such a sickening and disastrous situation that we've been in in the last 12 years and connecting the dots is very very clear as day however like you said the media that we've seen already choosing not to even report on the mad acts that have been taken by the, this government will also use the same power that they have to start painting a new narrative and driving a new conversation and driving a conversation that people that people can easily be swayed by. Like you said, transitioning to Brexit, they've still not pulled out the Brexit card yet. You know, mm -hmm. speaking on that, the UK is disproportionately like experiencing food shortages, <coughs> use of food banks, homelessness, and, um, and poverty essentially. And it's only going to get worse from here. Like, like black poverty right now, black families have been at the lowest it's, it's, it's been since since records began and it's it's been almost very very targeted in 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 those institutions that they were most relying on are the first ones that have been that they've made cuts to that they've made cuts to in terms of welfare that they've made cuts to in terms of employment that they've made that they've made cuts to in forms of like just national services and and it, it it's it's terrible you know to say the least and there is ways to combat this. What I've, what I've seen is that in during this time, I've seen that out of London, in the northern parts of England, you, the use of unions, use of unions have started to play, play key roles. And people that are unionising, especially in areas of employment, are, are, have been experiencing small wins. And I'm, I'm seeing these small wins, even in terms of the judiciary making finding the government's illegal covid vip lanes um find, coming to that conclusion is seeing that the efforts of of um in of pressure groups like the good law project you know um are starting to take shape and this is what people can do people can start to support union that are within their interest. People can start to look to these, these groups and start to really voice their opinions, have these conversations, work their way towards, the, you know, the right, the entities that are going to champion the rights of the people, champion the, the proper use of the taxpayers' money. I mean, we're in, we're in over two trillion pounds debt and it's only getting worse, almost 5,000, 5,000, over 5,000 pounds per second that we're getting in debt in, in the UK, you know? And, um, and this ain't getting any better under the Tories. And it's looking like after this crazy policy that, that the Tories, that the Tories decided to adopt along with the, um, over with the Americans of just doing mass quantitative easing, easing the way that people can get credit is only going to essentially 
like once these policies change and they start increasing interest rates and you know it's going to put people in a vulnerable position and it's going to seem mm-hmm. likely again similar disastrous results to what happened in 2008 but what i'm hearing from you know that that guess what the bbc are covering this. sky is covering this but they're just not covering this in their main forefront news yeah what, what we're seeing is that it's actually going to lead to a situation where it's going to be more than one type of financial crisis. Because just because of the, the, the government that we've had in the last 12 years have taken the worst stance on these policies that they, that they, could, that they could take. And, um, and, and I feel at this point now that it's more, it's very recommended that more people should look into becoming parts of the union, learning about financial policy and taking an interest in what people like Jeremy Corbyn have been saying in terms of the way that taxpayers' money should be used and for what intentions that's for, because clearly this way is only getting us into more debt. <laughs> mm. And there is another way. There are other ways because it's, the, the, it's not, while it might be happening in other places, it's because they're taking the same route, <laughs> you know? You know what I'm trying to say? So it, it, begs, me, it begs me to, to question, like, what, what is the purpose of, of this Tory government? <laughs> you know, what, 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 what are their aims? What, why, why should they still be in power? It's all vibes, man. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's their aim. They're just, they're just here for vibes. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And just, just to round it up, you know, we got like a, a tweet from David Schneider. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he, he's like he's like a he's a, he's a, he's an actor. Yeah, but he's okay. a commentator on politics. Yeah, and he kind of mm-hmm. summarised that. A reminder from Tory MPs is that that um, you know apparently they're not authoritarian, although they banned protest. They and um, what what are not authoritarian acts is banning protests disenfranchising millions of voters, removing citizenships um, arbitrarily, you know, quashing the judicial review, you know, government control of the electoral commission, prolonging government, (laughs) removing human rights. Those are all authoritarian measures, you know. And then what they're saying is authoritarian, having health measures to save lives. They're saying that having an NHS is authoritarian. That's what the Tories are saying. And that seems like what, what they stand for. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like to just towards you know the end of the show today, just want to you know ensure that our listeners and are aware that we have like was mentioned the human rights. We have this. We are now more than ever. We need to stick closer to our people's pact and start to and start to really value value and identify with people openly and courageously that yeah. These values are my values. I value life. I value, you know, cultivating a life where there is harmony, where, where there is a future for children to grow into, where there is a future where all people can thrive and find their happiness, where that is a reality that, is allowed, that can happen and is allowed to be wanted to happen and is allowed to be voiced to happen. There is a reason why these human rights were made. There is a reason why you know, people see what's happening in places like Syria, in places 
where the wars have been recently fought, like Libya, in places <coughs> we see unrest, like in Palestine, you know, people see these things and they feel they don't want it to happen where they live. They don't want it to happen in their, in their local lands. They don't want to go through mass famine. People don't want to experience this like homelessness. People don't want to experience poverty and starvation. People don't want to experience drinking low quality water. People don't want, we know we don't want this. We need to stick by these truths and by these basic, by these basic um, standards and live and die on this hill. This needs to be the common foundation amongst us all. Like before we start building into several different groups, you know, we all deserve a protection against violence you know, in any and all forms of violence. This needs to be the basic foundation before we start trying to build on all of these kind of like different individual groups that fragment us. We need to build mm-hmm. our identities upon these basic human foundation, this basic pact, pact of the people. And then, then when we come to voice concerns after that and concerns above that, will we truly be in a position where we can address them and find solutions that will ensure that in, in ensure those values that we are seeking for, you know? So like, yeah, on, on that note, the news definitely made us do that. They definitely made us do this.